What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome to True Crime Stories with Crimatorium. Hey everyone, you're invited to Harpy Hour! I'm Tracy. I'm Liz. I'm Steph. We are the Harpies. And Harpy Hour is our new podcast featuring ridiculous stories in history, science, and entertainment. Were you ever suspicious that pigeons were secretly spying on you? How do you know who to eat first if you survive a shipwreck? Do problematic musicals send you into an uncontrollable rage? If so, then Harpy Hour might be your new favorite podcast. That's H-A-R-P-Y for Harpy, and new episodes air every Tuesday wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on all social media at Harpy Hour Pod. And check us out on harpyhourpodcast.com. Okay, bye! Back in 1994- an 18-year-old woman walked into a medical clinic in McHenry, Illinois, seeking help. Her mother had just died, leaving her all on her own with no other family to turn to. This young woman was cognitively impaired and vulnerable, living on the streets alone. At the clinic, she met a 54-year-old registered nurse named Linda LaRoche. LaRoche recognized right away that this young woman was impaired and took her into her home in McHenry, a suburb of Chicago. LaRoche told her that she would help her get her high school diploma and provide her with room and board. What she asked for in exchange was for her to be a housekeeper and a nanny to her children. This young woman has a name, Peggy Lynn Johnson. She had no way of knowing that she was about to lose her dignity and freedom in life and her identity in death. This is the story of the Racine County Jane Doe. A man and his teenage daughter, along with their dog, passed the same cornfield on their daily walks in Raymond, Wisconsin. On this particular day in the early morning hours, of July 21st, 1999, he noticed what looked like drag marks on the road that led down to an embankment. The two followed the drag marks down the slight embankment and onto the edge of a cornfield. The man's daughter peered through the cornstalks and found a lifeless body of a young woman. She had bruises and marks on her body and what appeared to be a broken arm. She described it as laying behind her in an unnatural position. She was dressed in black sweatpants, a man's western-style shirt with pearlized buttons, and a red floral pattern. The young woman was wet from the rainstorm from the night before. 
An autopsy was conducted and it revealed that she was malnourished. She had suffered from new and old broken ribs. There was blunt force trauma to her head. She had what looked like chemical burns covering 25% of her body. Her nose was broken. She had numerous other abrasions and injuries, including road rash across her torso. Her left ear was deformed and cut. Her knees and feet were swollen from her various infected wounds. Her lower lip was split open and there was also signs of sexual abuse. It was determined that she had only been deceased about 12 hours before she was discovered. The coroner also didn't find any drugs in her system, despite claims that would later be made. Her death was ruled a homicide by sepsis pneumonia as the result of infection from injuries sustained from chronic abuse. Once LaRoche brought the young woman, Peggy, into her home, the next five years would become a living hell for her. LaRoche's children, who are now adults, described an existence that would be inhumane for any living being. Peggy's sleeping quarters were in a small crawl space under the house. LaRoche would often scream at her like an animal, they said, and one of the children recalled a time when she stabbed Peggy's head with a pitchfork. Another memory was of a time they watched their mother repeatedly slap Peggy in the face and head. Peggy once had a black eye, and when asked how she got it, her response was, Your mother punched me. They also claimed that Peggy was rarely fed. The last time Peggy was seen alive was in July of 1999. Sadly, she was never reported missing by anyone. LaRoche's husband at the time recalled coming home one night after work and seeing Peggy lying lifeless on the floor. When he asked what was going on, LaRoche claimed that Peggy had stolen some of her pills and overdosed. She instructed her husband to take the children out for ice cream while she got rid of Peggy. She explained that this was so the two wouldn't be involved. LaRoche was gone for approximately two and a half hours. After that, nobody in the LaRoche family ever saw Peggy again. Nobody bothered to call 911 for this so-called overdose or when she didn't return. This despite the fact that the LaRoche family had all been witness to her abuse by their mother and wife. As her now ex-husband would say of LaRoche, she's a force to be reckoned with. Perhaps that's one of the reasons they didn't make the call to the authorities. Police began investigating right away not only who had committed this barbaric crime against this young woman, but her identity as well. Their investigation would span 20 years. They started a Facebook page for her in 2011, posting every few months asking the public to come forward with information. In October of 2013, the yet unidentified woman's remains were exhumed and DNA testing was conducted on her body. Authorities announced in July of 2015 that testing was complete and that she would be reburied on the 16th anniversary of the discovery of her body. 
the money for her burial was raised by the community of Racine County. One day, in September of 2019, a witness came forward telling officers that LaRoche had revealed to her, while they were drinking at a bar together, that she had killed someone in Illinois. Police were able to tie 63-year-old LaRoche and Peggy to her home in McHenry by interviewing one of LaRoche's children. LaRoche was living in Florida by this time and had been arrested there on November 5, 2019 with a charge of first-degree intentional homicide and concealment of a corpse. While living in Florida, LaRoche bought a home and a gel medical care company she had founded in 1997 held lucrative contracts with a correctional facility there and two county jails. One such contract was for $18,000 a month and was terminated after she was arrested. At the time of her arrest, she was already facing separate charges for causing an accident while intoxicated. She is being held in the Racine County Jail on a $500,000 bond. On November 8th, Racine County Sheriff Christopher Schmalling released the identity of this young woman as Peggy Lynn Johnson. In a press conference, he said, The utter barbaric brutality inflicted on this young woman is something that none of us will ever forget. In the 20 years the police investigated this case, neither Peggy's nor LaRoche's name was ever on the radar. It was only after the tip they received from LaRoche's friend were they able to break the case. Nobody had been looking for Peggy, but for an aunt who placed an ad in December of 1999 in a publication simply saying, Peggy Johnson, call Rita. It also listed a phone number. As stated earlier, her mother had just passed away and her father and brother were dead as well. She had a half-sister that she didn't know. In LaRoche's interrogation, she admitted that Peggy resided at her residence with her then-husband and children, and that she abused her. LaRoche's justification was that Peggy stole medication from her and invited strange men into the home without permission. She also admitted to stealing medication from a jail she worked for, and that was the medication that Peggy supposedly stole. LaRoche claimed that the night Peggy went missing, she came home from work and caught her in the kitchen with a handful of pills, after which she witnessed Peggy faint and fall to the floor. She didn't bother calling 911 or even trying to assist her, even though she's a registered nurse. She claimed she thought about calling an ambulance, but didn't do it. Besides, she couldn't handle Peggy anymore, she said. So she decided to put her in her car and drive her to a restaurant to hand her off to her grandmother, a claim Peggy's grandmother denies. After changing her story several times, LaRoche admitted to driving Peggy across the state line into Wisconsin and leaving her on the side of the road, saying that something must have happened to her afterward. The first time LaRoche appeared in court was January of 2020. 
She didn't have an attorney present saying the delay was caused by her other legal issues in Florida. She has since appeared five other times without representation. She didn't qualify for a public defender at the time and claimed she hadn't had time to hire one yet. In May of 2020, after being admonished several times to get an attorney, the court decided it could wait no longer and would appoint her one. She claims that she is waiting on the sale of a second home so that she can hire one. The sale of her first home went towards paying off debts. She requested more time in order to get her finances straightened out. In August of 2020, she appeared in court and requested the trial go forward as she had been appointed a defense attorney. The trial was tentatively set for February 8, 2021. Some residents of the Illinois area where LaRoche lived at one time have described her as being Christ-like. A close friend of hers to this day describes her as being loving and caring. One of our neighbors in the Florida neighborhood she lived in at the time of her arrest wasn't shocked. He described LaRoche as being drunk at all hours of the day. He felt it was only a matter of time before something bad happened, although he thought it would be a domestic issue. In October of 2019, she caused an accident while under the influence of alcohol. Her blood alcohol concentration was four times the legal limit. She was married during her time in Florida, not to the same man as when Peggy was killed. These two have since divorced. LaRoche's Facebook was full of inspirational sayings, pictures of her with her pets, and posts about her involvement with different charities. Her bio reads as follows. Above all, be honest, be kind, treat people with love and forgiveness, don't tolerate disrespect. LaRoche was also very vocal on her Facebook regarding Casey Anthony. One such post said, The most troubling part of the Casey Anthony case is the short amount of time the jury took to find her not guilty. There had to have been compelling reasons for that. Now I am upset with myself for not realizing this sooner. Do I believe she is not guilty? She also added the following, I can't say that, but I do believe that the circumstantial evidence sucked, like the tattoo that they said meant that she was happy for her freedom. Come on, talk about BS. And you may have to question the forensic scientist hired by the state who admitted that he had never tested for chloroform fumes before and had no procedure to do it, but made up the process. I have to say he was a terrible witness and showed the state had really blown it. I, for one, am glad that the jury was able to hear both sides, not just the media. In March of 2020, Peggy was given a new burial spot next to Diane Schroeder, her mother. Peggy has also gone by that last name throughout different times in her life. Diane died on November 26, 1994, at the age of 41. She had two kids, Peggy and her brother Jesse, who died in 1998 at the age of 18. Her father, Scott Johnson, wasn't involved in Peggy's life. 
one friend visited Peggy while she was staying at the LaRoche home and said that she seemed so happy to have some stability, something she didn't have growing up. After that, this friend tried to call Peggy several times and never received an answer. She even showed up at the LaRoche residence to visit her, but Peggy was long gone by that time. LaRoche did answer the door and told this friend that Peggy had run away. Peggy is remembered by her classmates as not being much different than anyone else. It just took her longer to learn things. She had plenty of friends to help her out when and if she got bullied. They also said that she was so gentle and kind that she would not hurt a fly. All in all, it is agreed upon by her friends that everyone failed Peggy. The system, her friends and family, and the LaRoche family for not coming forward. Once there is a final resolution to this case, an update will be posted. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.